the musical and theatre podcast, brought to you by Theatre Tokens. Give the gift of theatre. Theatre Tokens make a great present for any occasion. They can be used at more than 240 theatres nationwide, including all of London's West End. From Les Mis to Kinky Boots, and from the Mousetrap to the Lion King, you can see them all using Theatre Tokens. For your chance to win £500 worth of Theatre Tokens, go to magic.co.uk. Hello, I'm Alice Arnold, and today on the Musicals and Theatre podcast, I'm going to be talking to Julian Bird, and we're going to do a post-analysis of the Olivier Awards. Welcome to the Magic Musicals and Theatre podcast. We're going to have a little bit of a debrief in this podcast. I've got Julian Bird in the studio with me, the executive producer of the Olivier Awards. And, uh, well... Julian, it was a fantastic... I had a fantastic time. I was doing the, the commentary for Magic Radio um, with Ruthie Henschel, and we had an absolute ball. But, of course, we were down in the basement of the Albert Hall. We weren't actually in the Albert Hall. So what was your highlight of the evening, do you think? You I think the, inev- the inevitable highlight, this might sound, you would say, I'd say this, is kind of seeing the entire thing coming together. You know, there's a around a 1,000 people work on the night, you know, from all the different departments and... And that's not including the people on stage. And and the fact that that sort of enormous, call them sort of army of people come together to create something so extraordinary, um, you know, it kind of makes me very proud that the team kind of pulled that off, really. It's a massive show. It is enormous. I mean, it is the biggest award ceremony in the UK in terms of the sheer scale of it. I'm not saying it's the biggest in importance, but it's the biggest in terms of scale just because, you know, there's 500 people on stage and, you know, huge red carpet, etc., etc. And... And the scale of it is what makes it. And there we were in the Albert Hall, which is the first time it's been in the Albert Hall. And I don't know about you, but I love the atmosphere in there. I think although it's huge, there's a sort of intimacy because it's almost in the round and people are really in amongst the action of it. Well, I mean, the the building is extraordinary. As as I said on stage on the night, you know, the, the, the foundation stone was laid 150 years ago, almost to the day that we did the Olivier's. Um, so it was built for classical music, and so it was built in a bit like a Roman Colosseum, an amphitheatre. So, you know, you are have people on three or four sides, and we had them on three sides, just over three sides, you know. Um, and we'd worked very hard set-wise to kind of bring the whole set out into the auditorium to kind of try and create something as intimate as we could within that huge space. And I'm pleased that seemed to work. But and, I think you, know, you can, and when you have performers coming from within, as you did when you had the, the Women's Institute choirs correct. coming at the yeah. very beginning amongst the audience, it makes people feel really close to the action, which which they are. Yes. I mean, there is almost not a bad seat in that in the Royal Abbott Hall, and that's mm. what makes it such an extraordinary space, I think. Now, we can't go much further talking about it without mentioning Harry Potter and the Cursed Child, which did... It sort of almost swept the board, really. It had record-breaking 11 nominations and one record-breaking nine of them. Did you see that coming? Yes, I think we did see... I mean, if we're being really honest, I think we did see that coming. I mean, I never predict results ahead of time, um, partly because I also know a little bit ahead of time. So, you know, we never talk about it at all. But I think, you know, once in, you know, every cent, every kind of 10, 20 years, a production comes along which is so sort of extraordinary in the way that all the different elements come together. And I think Harry Potter was that 
show, you know, where, and it, in, for me, it's not a surprise it won all four creative awards in particular, because it's those kind of elements that come together to make the show so extraordinary. And once it's won those creative awards, of course, then you think, well, it's also going to win Best Director, because it can't not if it's because they put together the creative team, and it, then it sort of snowballs into... Yes, I mean, it was wonderful, though, to see some of the kind of, the actors win, you know, and... Um, Noma de Mizwani, of course, you know, there was there was some controversy around her casting as Hermione, partly because in the film, of course, it was Emma Watson and, and Noma is clearly very different. And, uh, you know, uh, there was some controversy around all of that and how wonderful to see her walk away with the Olivia, her second Olivia, of course, actually, she's won one before. Um, but also Anthony Boyle, you know, to, you know, as Best Supporting Actor, who um, kind of, I guess, an unknown and to walk away, it's kind of fantastic. But didn't Noma make an amazing speech, I thought, she about was being a refugee? And, absolutely, you know, absolutely wonderful. And, you know, the fact that it was her huge front page picture of her in the Telegraph, yesterday's double page spread in The Guardian, she takes centre of that as well. Mm. I mean, she's an extraordinary actress uh, and, and a lovely, lovely person. But there were also some great performances, apart from just the awards on on the night. I mean, Amber Riley, I think, really. Took oh, I mean, Am- roof Amber off Riley. That. You know, performers, the really great performers, I think, bring their A game when it really matters, and that's what makes them a real star. And Amber Riley bought that performance that night. I mean, to see you know four thousand people, the entire Royal Albert Hall audience, stand to their feet for they really kind of wanted to get up even earlier than they did. You know, the, the clapping had started with a forty-five seconds of the song to go. You know, yeah. for her, and you know that quicker standing ovation. I mean, you just don't you don't see that these days. No, you in don't, and you don't see it at an award ceremony you either. Really I don't. don't. You know, yeah. you often see it sometimes for the special award winner. Not mm, even yes. that every year, but to have it. You know, so uh, quite early on in the show, actually, very early yeah. on, it was twenty minutes yeah. in. You know, yeah. I mean, but to such a euphoric state, I, I mean, I was so pleased for her. She, she is absolutely wonderful, um, and could not have been nicer through the whole rehearsal process and the whole setting it up and everything. Mm. Um, and I'm just so pleased for her that she had that reaction. Also, we had well the opening of the show. As, as I said, was a wonderful performance from from mm. the, ca- the cast of Calendar Girls, as well as the real Calendar Girls, as well as the Women's Institute Choirs and Gary Barlow, Tim yes, Firth, of course. And the girls' musical just missed out. Yes, it, didn't it did. Come away with anything. It did. Yes, surprisingly, maybe. I mean, I think I think the the six actresses who were up against Amber Riley probably it was not going to be their year. I suspected, but. Um, you know, best new musical I think could have gone to anybody, and uh, it ended up going to Groundhog Day. But you know, I think the girls did a, a wonderful performance. You know, that uh, two hundred and seventy strong kind of choir and cast all coming together—it was a really yeah. wonderful they won't moment. Have done their I think. ticket sales anyhow. I hope I'm not. Sure. I hope not. No, but I yeah. suspect perhaps they came second in a lot of categories and couldn't quite. Yeah, that's sometimes get over the, the way, line. I guess. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And we talked about Noma's great um, acceptance speech, but I think my favourite acceptance speech was the kids from the School of Rock. I know, weren't they that? wonderful? Weren't they grown up? I mean, I that's the other thing. You kind of look at them and they're, you know, they spoke more eloquently and better than some other people, maybe. They were so and, professional, um, weren't they? And I thought Jason Manford's, you know, our host comment right at the end of their speech about his own kids was very funny yeah. as well. You know. But, you know, um, look, it's always great in a way when kids win like that. And it is extraordinary. You saw them on the night, the kids playing their own instruments, you know, live on stage. And they're kind of fearless. There they are in the, mm. you know, the, the biggest sort of normal hall that we have in the UK if you accept kind of the O2 Arena and stuff the bit the, the yeah. you know the biggest and they're utterly fearless there they were on stage you know no nerves at all just getting on with it yeah. it's kind of extraordinary and they're young as well I mean very young not, yeah they are no they're, 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 they're youngsters late teenagers no 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 they're young, young they're young yeah. there was a great win for Billy Piper I think for the for best actress for, for Yerma um, but now this is an interesting point 
MTV are going to make their awards in the future gender mm. neutral. So and we I hear. wondered yeah. what, what you thought about that. So, it, just to be clear, that would mean there would only be one best actor. Best and that would performance, encompass say, best for example. That yeah. would encompass uh, men and women. Yeah. Um, and the same for, for, for all the awards, which mm. would make mean that there would be fewer awards, yep. of course. Um, and what would what would your take be? And well, we we that? haven't we haven't as a as a theatre community had a long conversation about that yet. I have to say, uh, this was news, as you know, three or four days before the Olivier's took place. Um, I don't get a sense currently. I'm not being lobbied heavily by the theatre community that we should go down that route. Um, I think it, I think it's very important that we celebrate all sorts of people. Um, you know, the great news, you know, not only are we talking properly about colourblind casting, which we've been talking about for a while, but also some gender-neutral casting. And, you know, Glenda Jackson was nominated as Best Actress, Lead Actress, but of course she played King Lear this year, and that was the role she was nominated for. Um, I think it would be a shame, personally, if we... if. The, the danger of going down that route is I just think less people get awarded overall mm. um, no, for agree. extraordinary performances. And, uh, you know, if the world was perfect, we'd have many, many, many more categories as well, but you just can't also, do that. I it's very if hard. You added up, I haven't done the figures statistically, but if you added up the number of lead roles for women and lead roles for men, mm. you'd probably find that there were fewer for women. I, I, I think in overall, I think, I think in some which of the case, his, women would not do so well. The historical canon, that's yes. undoubtedly correct. And I'm, you know, I'm not a mm. scholar on the historical play canon in the UK, but you know, you just look at Shakespeare and Marlowe and all of those. It's undoubtedly true. There are more lead roles in that very historical canon of plays for men than women and so I think that that would be a risk undoubtedly I hope nowadays that we you know playwrights are writing sensational lead roles for for, for everybody well they are as we've seen with with calendar curls and and um yeah, certainly in musicals without doubt you know other, Amber Riley and dream girls and you know oh our ladies of perpetual sucker yeah That's I mean right, you know there right. are so many there are, uh, you know which, which one best new comedy mm-hmm. I mean there are there are huge roles in in you know the more modern stuff but historically and you know Theatre is, is full of plays from uh, many generations. Uh, I think that's probably right. Mm. Now, it's a great showcase, of course, the Olivier's for West End Theatre. So do we see ticket sales? Do the, I presume they spike on, on, on the night and, and, and shortly yeah, afterwards. Yeah, and shortly afterwards and around the TV broadcast. And uh, it's also, it's not just for individual shows. It's a way of showcasing the whole industry, I think, for many different reasons. Um, you know, this year we were broadcast heavily internationally. That only happened on Tuesday evening at the same time as the ITV show went out here. And, you know, at any one time on Tuesday night, there were at one point there were 220,000 people watching at the same time, you know, that because we, we can literally track it by the person, you know. So, you know, we're reaching a huge international community. And, and as we know, tourism is incredibly important for London and for London theatre. Um, so it's about a long-term thing as well. This is an incredibly important industry. A lot of people work in it, you know, and part of this is about showcasing that and that enormous creativity. And, and as I said, after, after um, Harry Potter kind of did, yeah. before the beginning, but then the musical awards got spread out fairly you know we had Groundhog yes. Day win Jesus Christ Superstar won School of Rock won then maybe it was, it was maybe it was that kind of year you know um, if we look at the Tonys last year on Broadway I mean Hamilton swept the board on mm. the musical side and the plays was very spread here this year it was the other way round and uh, and maybe that reflects the fact we've had a, quite a number of good new musicals and good revivals, and therefore it was right to spread them, you yeah. know. Which is so, healthy, I think. To very see, healthy. To see them spread, to spread around. And remember, you know, this year, just those shows eligible, we had more new musicals eligible than we've had for the last six, seven years, you know. So, we, you know, we've had a lot of new product, if you like, new productions. Yes, you just mentioned Hamilton. Now, Hamilton is coming to the West End. 
so does that mean next year Ruthie and I are going to go, oh, look, another award for Hamilton? Can you see that happening here? Do you know, I have no idea. I think until it until it opens, I don't think anyone can predict anything. I, I continue to be amazed. It, you know, one part of me wants to say, yes, of course, it's going to win everything. Um but there are a lot of other amazing productions opening this year um, in in the musical world, and you know, just we've seen just seen American in Paris open to five star reviews across the board, and that will be eligible mm. as well. So I never want to make predictions this far out. You know, the, the 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 year of eligibility is but sort of six weeks, seven weeks in, and we've got fifty two right. weeks to go. So it's very hard to say. I mean, you know, I loved Hamilton. I've been very lucky to see it twice in New York. Um, I think it's an extraordinary piece of theatre. Um, it will be fascinating to see how British people really take to it. You know, yes, exactly. it's a story. It, it's a story it about over? another country. Yeah. I personally think it will translate brilliantly, um, but it will be interesting to see. So now, Julian, you you were <laughs> you built up to this amazing night. Do you have some days off now? What a little bit, now? a little bit over Easter, but. Uh, you know, we're already working out next year. Um, you know, we need to confirm um, venue and date and all sorts of things quite quickly. Uh, so we're already on to some of that and a few other exciting projects for uh, later this year and, and early next. So, um, and you know, well, you know, my main day-to-day role is to promote the West End and and not just the West End, also the rest of UK theatre. So, uh, you know, we were, we were always busy doing that and uh, so it'll be great to be going on to doing some of those things. And it's a big job, but I think it's in very safe hands. It's very kind. Thank say. you. Thank you very much. Thank you for, your, for you know, your programme on the night. It was fantastic. Oh, well, we had a great time. Thank <laughs> you. Thank you. I'm Alice Arnold, and that was the Musicals and Theatre Podcast. If you enjoyed that, then you can hear me every Saturday and Sunday morning from 6 till 10 on Mellow Magic, where I have lots of lovely, timeless, relaxing classics, musical numbers and interviews. (laughs) 